Hello, this is Dr. Eggman interrupting this broadcast to beckon you not listen to the new Sonic Adventure Games Club over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Do not sign up at the $10 DJ Toad tier to get all new episodes of Sonic Adventure Games Club. Do not support patreon.com slash supernpcradio's in-depth coverage of Sonic Adventure and those godforsaken chows. Support me, Dr. Eggman. I stand for progress. I stand for Sorry to ruin your fun, egghead, but no one can stop people from listening to the Sonic Adventure Games Club over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Freaks love this stuff. Right, Otacon? That's right, Sonic. I just missed myself. Yo, foiled again. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to hear from them about a meaningful video game from a particular moment in their life. On the show, we'll hear from our guest about what made playing that game special, what was memorable about the time of when they played it, and what sticks out to them to this day. A little bit of housekeeping up top is that uh, anything that my guest or I plug today, you can find on a link in the show notes. You can go ahead and click that easily so you don't have to Google any of the stuff uh, that we uh, that we plugged today, but feel free to go for it. Uh, first of which uh, is we're on social media. You can find us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and then uh, as of the other day, Blue Sky. Uh, yeah, we've got a Blue Sky account, so we're, we're among the elite now. Um, but if you want to follow us on those uh, social media websites to see what episodes are coming out, the cool art that I make, and learn about our guests for each episode, what they're up to and how to support them, you can give us a follow there. Uh, if you're interested in supporting the show, there's a few ways you can do that as well. You can leave us uh, leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to our podcast. But if you do it on Apple, that's the only place that I can see them publicly. Um, so if you leave a review anywhere else, feel free to DM it to me because uh, I'd love to read it on the show because any rating and review uh, helps more people like yourself uh, find us. And it means a lot to me. So feel free to do that there. You can also share the show with a friend. Whether they love video games in general or the game that our guest has brought on for the main event today, uh, you can also check us out on Discord. There's a link in the show notes. If you'd like to uh, join a wonderful group of people to talk about uh, all the shows on our network, including uh, Reactivators, Video Games, a Comedy Show, or even just like movies and television. Got a lot of great stuff over there, so feel free to click that link to our Discord. And lastly, we are over on Patreon. At patreon.com slash super NPC radio, you can find a bunch of bonus video game content that we do every week here on the network, uh, including right now. Um, by the time you listen to this episode, uh, there's already going to be 
two episodes of the Sonic Adventure Games Club uh, out live on Patreon. Uh, these are coming out every Friday. We're going through uh, Sonic's first 3D game uh, in a book club style format for 12 weeks. So if you're just hearing this now and you want to jump in on the fun, uh, there's a lot more to come. And you probably even heard an ad for it at the beginning of the episode, or maybe that's coming at the break. We'll see what Jeremy decides to edit in. But that's it. Uh, for the housekeeping uh, for this show. Uh, so please, we've got to welcome our guest to the microphone. So please welcome writer and improviser, Isabella Escalante. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, you are so welcome. Uh, it's, you know, I know that you, you, behind the curtain, a peek for the listeners that you told me you've been up for a while today. So uh, m- an important question for you is, have you had like your lunch meal? Or are you trying to like save that for like, a reasonable lunchtime. <laughs> In full disclosure, we're recording this at 11 a.m., uh, yeah. so that's why I ask. I'm jet-lagged, and I had breakfast and lunch already. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, if you feel like divulging uh, details, which uh, we don't get into a lot of food talk on the on this show, so I don't know it, why it's happening right now, but uh, do you have a highlight from either meal that you want to share with us? Um, at, like, at like 6.20, I tried some feta eggs which i saw on tiktok i don't know how to cook at all but because of the strike i'm totally unemployed so i'm like broke and i have so much time so i'm like yes learning to cook and most of it's bad but (laughs) these feta eggs were really good they felt really gourmet Ooh, very nice now were you like when you prepare that do you like mix them in with the egg before you cook it do you cook the eggs and then toss the feta in after they're cooking you put it on the pan and then it like crisps up and then Ooh. you throw the, throw the egg in. Oh, it, that sounds so good. I, I, I was on a kick for a bit, um, which maybe you, you feel free to take a page out of this book, where I would put uh, goat cheese in my Ooh. eggs. Which, that sounds – I love goat cheese. Oh, well, my friend, I think uh, you got to try this <laughs> then. Uh, I don't know where you shop for groceries, but Trader Joe's has a pretty reasonable like little like cylinder of goat cheese that they sell. Oh. Um, I was I tried a cottage cheese egg. That was another TikTok thing. Oh, uh, and it was disgusting. It was so <laughs> gross. But I'm like on this weird like meat head like TikTok right now because I started lifting weights in the yeah. unemployment period too. Um, and so now all my TikToks are like like how to get 55 grams of protein. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> that's <laughs> I, incredible. I, those were so gross. So I can't trust the meatheads anymore hey you know they led you astray once uh fool me once uh <laughs> strike three i guess uh that's cool i i i this will i'll try to this is the last thing i'm gonna say about this food uh <laughs> this new food segment on the show which we'll do every week from now on is that i have such a specific memory tied to goat cheese where i remember i was eating uh over at a friend's house when i was a little kid i i must have been eight or nine very very young at my friend uh, Ryan Hamilton's house for dinner, uh, one of my best friends growing up. And at dinner was uh, was goat cheese for some reason. I don't know if it was like in a tub <laughs> or whatever, but I had never had it and I was a very picky kid. And it was cheese, so I tried it and I hated it. Uh, and so like that has colored like my relationship with goat cheese to this day. I don't think I've had it since. <laughs> what? I know. Should I should I branch out a bit? Should I give it a shot? That are you still really picky or it was just so disgusting when you were 9? It was uh well, A, I've definitely grown out of my pickiness okay. significantly. I mean, I still have to like 
there are still mental hurdles for me when it comes to like eating certain foods sometimes, but I can, I'm way more down to try stuff. Um, and, but I think it was probably cause I was like eight or nine. Yeah. I think you got to branch back out and okay. I think you got to reach out to Ryan Hamilton and apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry that I embarrassed you and uh, your family at dinner, uh, all those years ago. <laughs> um, well, thank you for bearing with me on this, uh, impromptu, uh, uh, food segment that we just did. But um, I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Isabella. Um, I know you how I know the majority of the guests on the show, which is through the Los Angeles improv community. And I don't – I might be able to put – I try to do this thing on the show where I'm like, I know exactly when I met you. Or I don't because that's kind of how improv goes is you circle people for like eight months and then you're like, oh, yeah, we just know each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think when you sort of came into my consciousness was – around 2021 when people were starting to do improv in person again and people were doing like practice groups and and all that jazz and I remember hearing um from uh early guest of the show PJ McCormick about a practice group he was in and one of the people was such a great performer that he was like dang this person's really good and that was you that's really sweet yeah I just like remember so specifically and then I think shortly after that um, met you out at like Zebulon or something with just like a bunch of people. Um, and then I think we just kept like running into each other until we became, uh, just a little more familiar and friendly. And, and here we are today, uh, on the show. I think I asked you because we were out at uh, some other friend's birthday. (laughs) Uh, but that's how I kind of know you. Um, I sort of, and I sort of just rambled there quickly. So, I didn't know that, if you wanted to touch all, on anything. This, this all tracks for me. <laughs> okay, cool. I cool, mean, cool. I've seen you on Harold Knight uh, a good amount. Cool, and then, cool. But actually, and then I feel like people, you you definitely have the rep of being like, like every, obviously, like very funny, but everyone's always like, Connor, just the nicest guy. So I was like, <laughs> always just like, <laughs> I was always like, there's this nice guy, Connor, around. <laughs> Who, like, everyone's obsessed with, but I hadn't talked to you yet. And oh, it's, wow. It's true. You are very nice. You're hey, a very sweet well, person. Very, very welcoming. Thank um, you. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, well, I'm so glad that that's the impression I, I give off, uh, uh, and I'm glad it wasn't something worse. Um, <laughs> but uh, And that you could, you know, affirm that for yourself. Uh, I was actually f- suspicious at a certain point because I was like, <laughs> I was like, there's no way this guy's is, like – sweet as everyone's saying he is there's got to be something dark but so far pretty pretty well yes well i won't deny that there's some dark stuff going on in my life uh (laughs) but uh it's funny you say that because i definitely have had this thing throughout my life where uh like meeting i've had people who i've gotten to know better over time be like i thought your sincerity was just bullshit like (laughs) because you're so sincere that I thought there was no way someone would talk to me so directly or or whatever, and I and then they they were like, and then I realized like that's who you are. Um, but uh, so there's some way that I come off that's like sus- it is suspiciously like I don't know uh, sincere. I guess is the I, way I might. say I it. used to get that uh, like oh yeah a little bit, especially in like early college or like yeah high school because I think that was the time it was like kind of scary to be I mean it's always scary to be sincere but it was like weird to be sincere at that time I think and I just didn't know how to 
put a face on but I remember like one of my best friends now at first was like really freaked out by the way I te was texting because I always put like 10 exclamation points but I really am just enthused yes, <laughs> I'm really yes, yes. pretty much excited um yeah so that's funny I used to get a similar okay thing. cool so uh, at least we got some common ground there. That's funny. <laughs> um, I, not that I need to know, but where'd you go to college? Uh, I went to UC Santa Cruz. Um, oh, a freaking banana slug over I'm a here. Cool, banana dude. Slug. You know what? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, yeah, you go. I was just going to say, you like, I believe that a thousand percent. Like, I don't even know you that well, but like, <laughs> you give off like a, a, a like laid back, relaxed uh, vibe. And so, and I, whether it's fair or not, I sort of associate that with UC Santa Cruz a bit. Yeah, I think that is kind of their, that is definitely their vibe. And I used, well, I went to like a, a Catholic high school um, that was really sports obsessed. Oh, wow. That was just not my vibe at all. Like the um, the football games were huge and it was like a feeder to USC. Wow. The, like, the old girls locker room was like the theater um but because because they, they upgraded the girls and they were like oh. well i guess we need a theater um so they were like the old one that was bad for the athletes will make a theater but that was like so uh that was just so such a jarring environment for me to be in so when i went to santa cruz there's truly the their biggest sports team is like an ultimate frisbee team oh that's um, sick yeah. <laughs> so that was more my vibe <clears throat> that's really cool um do you know uh i'm you might know july diaz uh, from the improv community, he's on Menudo, and oh. and uh, well, well, anyway, this person also he does a bunch of our podcast stuff with us as well. Also, uh, a former uh, banana slug. I wonder if he did comedy in Santa Cruz because they actually have a really good comedy scene. Seriously. That's a good question. I I don't believe July went. He maybe went for a year and was like, "This is not for me." But did you do comedy there as well? Um, I did short form improv. Oh, cool! Uh, there were other, there were other improv teams that were long form, and I would audition, try to get on, but I, I never made it. And I think that that like drives my yes. improv journey. And sometimes I have this like sick fantasy of like going to sign up to audition again to see if I can do it. Now that I yes. dedicated my life to it. <laughs> totally. Now that you're like, and I've, I mean, I've gotten to see you perform, which will kind of get us into like, you know, talk, learning a little more about you outside of me asking you what college you went to um which is you're a really fantastic improviser just so so good and so talented um such a fun watch um but uh what do you want to share about yourself whether you know improv related or just like in your life in general uh tell us about this person um yeah i so i started doing uh improv and like okay so in high school i would there was like a little improv team Ooh. and i would sometimes go to the shows and I would like just I was like the worst audience member ever. I would like sit there and be like, just like I they should have said this, they should have said this, and be <laughs> so jealous that I didn't have like uh, that I wasn't brave enough to do it yes. myself. Um, and then in college, I like uh, was passing by the, the auditions, um, mm -hmm. and I just like made a split decision to go in and audition for the the short form. Thing. Yeah. Um, and then I did the audition and I was like, that was the most humiliating thing I've ever done. I can't believe I did it. I can't wait to never hear from them. And then yes. they like called me and put me on. And oh, wow. Do you remember I, what the audition was like? Cause I've never, I've watched short form, but I've never done it. It was, uh, I think it was like, I remember like a lot of, there were like a lot of little games and then 
Mm -hmm. I remember there was like a character portion where you had to like, I think, what's that game where they have, I should know all these games because I <laughs> did this for so long. <laughs> um, but like there, it's like the dating show or something and there's three oh, characters. Oh, yes. So we did that one. Um, and I guess that's what sold them. Hey, right. <laughs> very cool. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't, I like had a lot of stage fright. Uh, mm -hmm. When I first we did we did like a show a quarter and I would like be nervous for like weeks leading up to it. Yes. And at one point I almost quit, but I like had the message typed out, but I had like a crush on the captain of the improv team. Uh -huh. So I like just I was like, oh, I can't press send. Because it's, <laughs> I'll never see him again. Yeah, exactly. I was like, it was just too embarrassing. So I was so then I like stayed on and then became I was like if I'm gonna do this I better get really good on it, good uh -huh. at it because I can't deal with like all my acquaintances seeing me be like just like I remember I invited a friend to the first one because I was like I'll stack the audience and then they'll laugh at whatever I do uh -huh. and then I didn't go on stage once <laughs> I just, <laughs> which is like really just hard to back. do in short form yes <laughs> and afterwards oh he, all he could say was like I wish you got in there more. <laughs> um, but anyway, sorry, this is such a long answer. No, I'm, I'm, I'm eating this up. This is great. <laughs> um, so then I was like, okay, yeah, I want to, I want to get really, if I'm going to do this, I better, I, I'm going to be a perfectionist about it. And I came back and I would take UCB classes mm. and then I would go back and like try to bring them into short form, which didn't really work, but yeah. I just became super obsessed with, comedy through that and started to really like it oh that's cool so you would just like come back over the summer and because you yeah. live, you're from here right uh i'm from orange county orange county um, cool, cool yeah cool. yeah so i would just drive an hour up and i would force my friends to come see all the like i would see convoy a lot i would i would oh my gosh yeah and sentimental lady and i would like get whatever friend would be willing to come with me and we'd go see him um that's so cool. Uh, I'm going to do the thing that I do on every episode where I sort of make it about myself uh, a bit, which <laughs> is um, Convoy. and Well, a couple things. I'll, I'll quickly say, I think I've shared this before, that when I was in college, I took – I was a film student, but I someone in the theater department was like, hey, they're teaching improv and you need to do it. And so I did it, and one part of our curriculum was we had to come out here. I went to school to Zusa Pacific. You've probably heard of it being from – this area. Do you yeah, know Azusa Pacific? But I don't. I don't know much about it. I've definitely heard it. It's like, uh, I'll, it's like Chapman North is okay. the way I'll say. It. I bet you're familiar with Chapman being from Orange County. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm just making a ton of assumptions about you in this episode. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad and, you're not making the normal assumptions people make about people from Orange County, which are usually it's a terrible place. Oh, I am. I'm just not saying them. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, part of the curriculum was we had to come out to a uh, one of the bigger improv theaters in LA to see a show and then write a little bit about it, like what we thought and observations and stuff. And I just tagged along with some friends who were going to UCB because I dragged my feet and I wasn't, I probably wouldn't have done it. Um, but we went and saw Sentimental Lady on like a Saturday night in 2010 and I had my mind just blown. Uh, <laughs> it was crazy. And then when I started taking classes, when I moved here in 20, like September of 2013, we I took class on Thursday nights with uh, shout out to Josh Simpson and uh, and after that we would have like an hour before convoy and last day of school so that was like the first team that I saw regular or teams I saw regularly so I 
that was I just wanted to say I like really related to like that being some of your first shows. Yeah, that's, yeah. it's funny the shows. Also, it's like the shows that you see first that blow your mind. Yes, it's totally. Like those stay with you and like a yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. It like really hooks you because you're like, oh, it can be like that. It's so cool. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I think you were just saying that like I when I fully interrupted you, you were just no. talking about how like you were you would come home over the summer and take classes and see shows and stuff. Um, I think that's where you were at in this in oh, your yeah. journey. Um, so then I moved back to I I I went to so I graduated Santa Cruz I, I went to Santa Cruz as a poetry and philosophy major. Very sick. Um with like absolutely no plan, became obsessed with comedy. <laughs> and then I was like, I think I want to write TV. Yeah. And my parents were like, thank God, at least there's like a chance at making money at some <laughs> yes. point. And like, she's like graduated to like a medium that still exists. Yes. <laughs> um, so I moved to LA, uh, lived with my um, like high school boyfriend's parents. Oh, weirdly, wow. Because they had a spot in Echo Park and were super nice. And, oh, like, very cool. They like let me um, like crash there for like a while, and I was yeah. just paing in reality TV, oh, um, no way. which was horrible. <laughs> it was like the <laughs> worst thing ever. Um, and I did that for like a year and a half or two years. And with those hours, I wasn't doing improv at all, which was mm -hmm. sad because that's that's like I that I love improv more than any anything else. I think. Mm -hmm. um, but then like moved like. Got got into like writers PA stuff and then cool yeah, yeah. and then was like a showrunner's assistant and a writer's assistant very um, cool kind of spending a lot of time just spent all my like nights doing improv um, yeah yeah and you host uh you host a great two prov show as well uh, is there anything you want to like plug or shout out that the listener can uh, find you at or or what would you like to share oh yeah um so. I do. Uh, I'm on so many teams. I'm yes. on <laughs> one million, so I can't say them all. But I, I'm really. I do a, a two prop show with Anna Betzaller. Yes. Um, uh, on Wednesday, at the clubhouse at 8 p.m. And we two have two prop Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah. Two prop Wednesdays. That's our Instagram handle. That's killer. Um, so is it every week that you do it, or is it uh, it's every like twice it's, a week? Uh, every other week. I just said twice a week. <laughs> twice a week. Yeah. We would if we could. Yeah. We did. Uh, we were like quarantining together um, during the pandemic, Anna mm -hmm. and I, and we like would hire Zoom coaches and do improv on Zoom. Uh, just the two was, of you. Just the two of us, and we do it like every day. We wow. Because <laughs> there was nothing else to do, and it was yes. Like, it was so fun. But now we do it every other week. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, great. Is there is there anything else, you know, about yourself uh, or uh, that you want to share anything else that you want the listener to know before we talk about your history with video games? Um, I, well, the end of my assistant journey, was, well, not the end. I'm still, I was an assistant when the strike happened, but yes. I wrote an episode of, about the, of TV about the Wu-Tang Clan. So that's Whoa, nice. no way. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, congratulations. That's Thank on Hulu, you. right? It is on Hulu. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's the seventh episode of a third season. Okay, killer. Uh, that's awesome. Well, congratulations. I'm Thank sure that you. was like, probably had to feel good. It felt amazing and then nothing changed in my <laughs> life. And I was like, wait, I thought this would, it would all change. But it's been really cool. And awesome. it was like a great show and 
yeah cool really cool opportunity you know when when uh you know writers and actors and anyone else who might be on their way to striking gets like a fair deal i'm sure you're going to be back in there and uh, it's going to be exciting to see you know what you're able to do and how your journey continues you know after that if we're not all replaced by robots first (laughs) yes which you know is always a possibility um uh well thank you so much for sharing about yourself and i'm sure you know tidbits about you are going to come up throughout the episode um but before we get into your general history of video games will you please tell us what you've brought on today and call me by your game i brought pokemon crystal i think it's maybe the first video game i've ever played and it oh. is it's so it's yeah it's so nostalgic it feels like a warm hug i love it uh, so much <laughs> oh i'm so excited to hear from you about this uh game like just i think it's i mean look it's subjective but like it by all accounts generation two is considered by many people to be or many people is basically like people of my generation to be the best because <laughs> it was like the second one we played silver is like my it's in my top five personal favorite games of all time i, I never played crystal but uh, similar game anyway yeah, i feel like it's pretty much the same yeah uh i'm so pumped to hear from you about that you know and during the main event a little later but let's get into your history with games uh i mean i guess you were saying do, do video games did, or for you did they start with crystal or was there anything before that for you um i'm trying to remember the timeline i remember like watching people play like uh i remember like seeing pokemon like yellow when i was so young but i love yes. i always i watched the show before i got into pokemon uh-huh. in general um but i like was i was never my mom was so resistant to <laughs> like having any game systems yeah um so i always wanted i like the i the Pokemon, or the Game Boy Advance was the first one I like really was allowed to have. Um, Very cool. And it took a lot of wearing down. Uh, but I remember like, I, then the next thing I really wanted was a GameCube. Yes. But I, was, I never had one. I was never allowed to. But I oh, dang. To my, I had like neighbors that would, um, they, had a, they had a GameCube, so I would go. It was, three, it was these three guys. Um, two of them were, they were twins and one of them oh, brother. Really? And we would all sit around the game, the GameCube, and they would play uh, Mario Sunshine. That oh, was wow. a big one, and I wanted it so badly. Oh um, dang! Uh, I mean, th- this is jumping ahead a bit, but like, have you had a chance outside of playing with the with the twins and the other brother like, in your <laughs> life to uh, to reunite with a GameCube at all? I well. I have a Nintendo Switch, and I had I, I like later got a Wii, but it oh, never cool. the Wii never. I was always like, it's not as good as the GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> like I loved those little squishy controllers. Yes. Um, but I had a, but I I've never owned a, a GameCube. But I, okay, I like cool. every time like Mario Sunshine came out on the Switch, and I yes. bought it immediately. And yes. that game's fucking hard. That game. Like I could talk about that game for a while, um, but the, I guess the short of it that I'll say is that it's still like a great 3D Mario platformer sort of sandbox type world, but Nintendo rushed it because the GameCube when it first came out wasn't selling very well, and so they were like, okay, well we need title like banger titles to come out, um, and so Sunshine 
came out less than a year after the GameCube's launch, and Nintendo, I mean, it's on the record that, like, they rushed it, and because of that, A, it's, like, way more buggy than most Mario games are. Usually they're very, very polished. Right. Um, and for whatever reason, it's super hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's and it's really finicky, too. Like, I played... It's so finicky. Did you end up playing through it uh, when you got it on the Switch? I played a little bit, but my... I mean, like, more than I thought it would but i have like a really bad like drift on my controller oh no yeah yeah and that game is like at the now it's horrible i need to figure out how to fix it but at the time it was just like a little bit bad so most yes. games i could just but that game <laughs> you cannot like have any drift because it is so specifically yeah um I, but i, I played like through a good amount it's it is tough I, I the precision you have to be so precise in that game and yeah if your joy con or your controller's drifting um, they do have a program, by the way. I don't know if you're aware, Nintendo, because they've had the control their controllers, specifically the Joy-Con drift, so much where you can mail them in and they'll fix them and send them back to you. That I I Google that every time and I'm like I can't part with my my controller for that however long it takes. But yes, it's crazy because now I just don't play it at all. So yeah. I got to mail it in. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little back in your early journey. Um, uh, what other games? Do you remember playing on your Game Boy Advance? And do you remember what color you had? I think I had a purple. Cool. Uh, was it like the um, like wide one or was it the f- the SP, which had a flip screen? I had the wide one and I'm pr- I, then I, I got the SP oh, later, cool. which was cool because I already wore my mom down on the Game Boys. Yes. Um, so, Floodgates are open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I... All I remember from the advanced was, uh, like my Pokemon games. Sure. But I remember having like, I, I'm now I'm mixing because I think I had like almost, like so many different Game Boys. Like I had the DS too, but I remember like Mario Kart that might have been DS. Oh, cool. Um, and yeah, I'm trying. I from from Game Boy specifically. I, I'm not. I don't remember. I remember uh, Smash Bros. Brawl. Uh, that was a that was a Wii, early Wii game. I yes. Had. I finally got the Wii, and then I eventually, like, I, I I think I convinced my dad to get me the Xbox, and my mom was so mad. But I got this <laughs> Xbox, and I, I, the only game I was allowed to have on it because I wanted all the rated M games. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but my mom was like, no, and so I I could only have like the rated E games and I had like ping pong champion and I hated that <laughs> game because I had the best system ever and I was only allowed to play uh, and, and ping I also, pong champion ping pong champion <laughs> so and I played it all the time um but I rem- and I, I remember I like kept trying to get my mom to buy me this hockey game mm-hmm. because I knew you could fight in it oh yeah and, but it was like a secret because it's like it's hockey it shouldn't but she caught on that's so, it. it's like all you're doing is getting in fights in the hockey game. That's uh, all I wanted to do. That's so funny. Were you a hockey fan at all? I, I did not like hockey. <laughs> I just wanted blood. <laughs> you're, you're just thirst for blood was so strong. You'd even go and play a hockey game. Yeah. Uh, that's so hilarious. It Like the original Xbox, like, or do you, was it like a 360? I think it was a 360. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, it was a 360. Yeah. But I somehow eventually, like, I got probably my 
probably my dad again, but I got like Call of Duty and I was I was pretty into that. Oh, you were while. in. Yeah. Very cool. Um that's that's fantastic. And, and on the Wii, you were talking about Brawl. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about that or anything else that you enjoyed on the Wii. Oh yeah, I loved Brawl. I was definitely the most into Brawl. I think I I remember I like was supposed to go on a trip with my cousins who I adored to Tahoe, but then uh-huh. I got I got the flu. This was oh. such a formative memory in my mind. <laughs> um, and like all I did the entire like week and a half I was sick was like depressed play Smash Bros. Brawl by myself. Yes. Um, and I got really good <laughs> at the character Ike, who I still oh, Ike. Like the, yeah, yeah. Um I was gonna ask who your who your main was on Brawl. Uh I remember being really excited for Brawl for a million reasons. I mean, it was a new Smash, but like, I lo- I thought the Pokemon trainer character was so cool because oh, I you could switch the between the Pokemon. Yeah. Gosh, who, I loved that. Who would you play the most? I on from, Brawl. Well, I've always or out been out of the three Pokemon. Oh, I think. Um, I would honestly, I would like pride myself on playing all three and That's be like, cool. and for each stock, like I'm just Squirtle. Or, and when Squirtle die, like you know, dies or whatever, I'm like, all right, I'm Ivysaur now or whatever. And, but I think I liked, I feel like Ivysaur was the one I saw use the least, and I was probably the best with. I think I always I would play like a like sort of like a ranged character. Like I'd like to I like projectiles to keep people yeah. at a distance, and then like to really, um, like sm- he had this move where is like up a, which I think like. I don't know, a cloud of dust came out of his, his, <laughs> his like, bulbous thing. And uh, anyway, I liked Ivysaur a lot. Grass types are undervalued. Yes. I, I'm like a – I I know we're going to be talking about Pokemon today, but Bulbasaur is my personal favorite Pokemon. Bulbasaur is anyway. my favorite. No way. Yeah, I love oh, Bulbasaur. We're both wearing green. I know. It stuck with us. And you have a plant up there. Well, let me show you – like, I'm going to try to show you something on my webcam – uh, a little, uh, if I can adjust it, be, it's kind of tough to see. Can you see that little Bulbasaur up there? Oh, yeah. It, so cute. I had my, uh, it's such a kind gift. There's a great artist uh, named Gigi Draws that my uh, my ex-girlfriend for Christmas got me, like, I'll send you a picture. But uh, she got me a cool, uh, like, basically an illustration of, like, me as a gym leader and Bulbasaur's, like, Dude, the Pokemon awesome. with me. So I'm going to take a picture right now on Pod. That's amazing. I would love to see me as a gym leader. I think you just like, honestly hit up GG Draws and commission yeah. this because you can have we can have matching ones. But, that would be uh, amazing. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and uh, I'll just email or, or message that to you later. But um, uh, uh, so I got us a little sidetracked. Uh, what else? Um, you know, after this period, are there any highlights from your video game uh, history that you that you want to you know bring up today on the show? Yeah. Um... Oh, I remember. Okay, Oblivion was, that was, Oblivion and Spider-Man 3. I forgot to talk about those. Oh, cool. On my Xbox when I was, like, finally, like, I think Call of Duty, like, broke the seal and then I could, yes. like, have these cool. But I remember, <laughs> yeah, I played, like, like, Oblivion. I got really just obsessed with, and, yeah, the, the Spider-Man, like, I, I've been really wanting to play Spider-Man 3 again. Oh. Um, but you just can't find it anywhere. Dang, um, but that's more tough. Recent, more recently, I've I've got into Persona Five. That was the weirdest game I've played in a long time. No way. Yeah. Uh, 
Have you how, played it? I haven't, but I know a ton about it. It's like it's one of those games where um, I've, I've, I've been saving it for like a rainy day. Like I know yeah. I'm going to love it, but I also know that it's going to take me like 100 hours to play. <laughs> um, how have you been enjoying it? What did you what do you you want to say anything about the game? That game is it's just so weird. It's so immersive. It takes like five hours till you actually get to start playing. because It's just <laughs> so many like cutscenes, but it feels like playing a comic book and it's very like, oh, um, the graphics are really cool. It's very friendship based. It's really there's a lot of like weird shit in it though yes. that's like yeah it's pretty like fucked up in a lot of ways um, yeah but also it's like there's so many ways to optimize that mm-hmm. game that i like i eventually had to stop playing it because i just was like googling things all the time and being yes. like, should i be talking to this person or this person wow. um, but yeah it's half like making friends and then half going into this weird world where you're like a superhero yes basically um, uh Dang, that it, it's always sounded so cool to me, but also a little intimidating. And I think just just based on all the systems and stuff that's going on. But are you playing that on your Switch? I was playing it on. I have a PlayStation. So oh, I was playing it on that. sick! Yeah. On your PS Five? Yeah. Ooh, nice. Is it the Royal version or is it just Persona Five? I think I got the not Royal version, which is gotcha. good because I was like, you do not need the game is so long. <laughs> I don't think you need the extra content. Yes. Oh, that's so funny. Um, well, uh, before we move on, you know, to to a little break uh, and and do the rest of the show, um, is there any game from your history that you are like, I would be sad if or like bummed out if I didn't like shout out this game today? Uh, just wanted to give you that chance. Maybe the last one is Bioshock. I played it Ooh. when I got. I guess I play games. I get really into games when I'm severely ill. Yeah, <laughs> but I played it when I got COVID, and that's all I did for a week and a half and it was wow. it was amazing. The story's incredible. I so well may I ask when did you get covid? Uh like a, I guess it was probably like a year and a half ago. Okay, cool. Uh I mean not cool. That sucks, <laughs> but uh good to know. That's actually I got it in like March of 2022. Um so not too probably like around a similar time, but I also in 2020 finally played that game and I loved it. I was blown away by it. It's it's I know it's I haven't really played anything else like that. And the yeah. ri- the writing is so cool, the world is so cool. Mm-hmm. Those two little twins on that are like row up to you on a rowboat crack yeah. me up. <laughs> like Yeah. It's so good. Uh have you played any other like ones in the series? I, I've dabbled with three. I have a PlayStation oh, three and that's the one I'm talking I've oh, played that's... Bioshock three. I didn't gotcha. So I've only dabbled with that one, but um, I was always, uh, but the world seems, uh, maybe I, I may have played three hours. I highly recommend playing the first one though, if you liked three. I should definitely, yeah, I want to, it's so hard to go back to an old game that you haven't, that you, it, that you weren't like nostalgic for. Yes, for sure. I'll probably do it because I was, I was so into the third one. Hey, the next time you get sick, I guess you got a game, yeah. a game you can play. Um <laughs> Well, Isabella, thank you so much for sharing, you know, about yourself and your just general history with video games. Uh, We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about all things Pokemon Crystal. So I'll see you on the other side. (music) 
Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Uh, I, Connor McCabe, of course, am here to talk with Isabella Escalante about Pokemon Crystal. Isabella, welcome back. I'm back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> confirmed, just in case the listener wasn't sure. Um, well, like I told you before the show, I'm going to give a little uh, context and table setting for the game you brought on today uh, before we get into your personal history with it. But uh, also, if you want to jump in at any time, uh, feel free. Cool. I'm, right. I, I know no facts about this game, just how much I love it. Okay, perfect. Then, uh, then hopefully, then I think that means my like one fun fact that I have prepared for you later. <laughs> you hopefully won't know. Uh, but anyway, I'll get into it right now. Uh, Pokemon Crystal is the third and final Generation Two Core Series game uh, for the Pokemon series for Game Boy Color. It was released as a single version uh, uh, to Pokemon Gold and Silver, uh, essentially the Pokemon Yellow uh, to uh, to this series. Uh, which and these games were released one year before um, uh, in uh, Japan on December fourteenth, two thousand. Uh, for for sorry for Pokemon Crystal, that's when it was released, and in North America, it it was released in uh, on July 29th, two thousand one. Um, essentially, uh, this game, uh, for those of you who don't know, is uh, sort of a uh, not a remastered version of Pokemon uh, Gold and Silver. But it's a it's a bit of like a polished version with some different elements in it, um, and it featured various fixes and some new additions. Most notably, the introduction of the option to play as a girl for the first time in the Pokemon series, um, who I think the canonical name is Chris, uh, as in Crystal, um, and it takes place in the region of Johto, just like Gold and Silver, with access to Kanto granted later in the game. Um, and then uh, this game was also available on the Nintendo 3DS Virtual Console um, between January 26, 2018, and when the eShop finally closed this March. Um, but uh, yeah, it's part of the Generation 2 Pokemon games. Uh, it's widely like we sort of, I think, talked about, I don't know if it was before the show or on recording, about how this is just considered um, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Pokemon mainline game of all time. Um, yeah, there's plenty we're going to get into about it, but, uh, assume you didn't have anything you, else you wanted to add about the game? No, but did you just say it was available on the Switch for a while? It was on, um, the 3DS. Oh, the 3DS. Uh, virtual okay. console. Um, okay, gosh, good. everyone, honestly, they need to bring these games to Switch. Um, I know. I was about to freak out. Yeah, I'd be like, well, sorry, we're going to hold the podcast and I'm going to go download it right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like, so the eShop for the 3DS closed in March and literally right up to it closing, I was like putting money in my Nintendo account and just buying stuff uh, before it would be gone. And Crystal is one of the games that I bought. Cause I've just, you know, while I've admired the game for so long, Silver being my personal favorite, I've never played through it, which yeah. is a shame. Well, let me know when you finish it and let me rent your 3DS. Oh, I'll that would be great. I'd have to lend that to you. Um, well, let's get into your history with Pokemon Crystal. We got a little bit of a preview earlier on how this was, uh, you know, possibly, maybe, definitely your first video game of all time that you had. Can you walk me through um, uh, any other details that you might want to include on how you got it and how that came to pass? Yeah, I feel like I don't, I have, I think I, so I guess if it came out in 2001, I must have been like, I was like six, so I must have been like seven when i had this game so sure. it's pretty 
pretty fuzzy um, about how I think, well, I know I was like such a Pokemon freak. I loved Pokemon. I loved the show so much. Yes. Um, and so, you know, it probably was like my, <laughs> I think my mom was a lawyer and I'd always get my best Christmas gifts when she was working like crazy hours. Yeah. So I feel like she probably <laughs> like- had a trial. Yes, like yeah. making up for not being around as much. Exactly. Or something. Yeah. Exactly. Do you usually get into this kind of thing? Absentee parents on the pod. Hey, honestly, it doesn't come up enough, in my opinion. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she's great. But uh, I think I probably got like it was probably like a guilt gift because she was so against it for so long. Yes. But I love Pokemon, um, so I got the game. And a lot of my early memories of it were like I remember just having no introduction to how games work. And I remember like getting like lost in caves is probably (laughs) the thing I remember. And I would have to like bring it to my, my cousin was really into it too. So I'd bring my, I'd get stuck and bring my Game Boy Advance to his house. Oh, really? Yeah. And he would like, he'd be like, you didn't pick up Flash. That's (laughs) why you can't find that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I just remember like every... I got stuck constantly. Yes. This game, like, I will say, and I don't always know very much about the games that people brought on, but I'm pretty familiar with, you know, at least a version of this one in, in Gold and Silver. Um, but this one, more than even the original games at the beginning, once you get out of, like, the first area, it is very easy to get lost, I feel like. And you go into caves several series of caves early and it's just like you could totally just stumble around yeah there's nothing now the games lay it out way like the new games make me almost upset because i'm like it's so it's so much easier yeah there's no uh-huh. I, like i remember um like the the gym leaders were just like so like the obviously the mill tank i feel like is like the most famous whitney's, whitney's. mill tank yeah um, i remember i like I think I tried to beat her mill tank for like like four days straight. Yeah. But I had no idea like like I didn't even understand like type advantages. So yes. I just had to like level up. I had to spend hours and hours and hours leveling up my Pokemon. You probably like um, way over leveled to beat it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I had to do for every single thing. <laughs> but I would also just I would have no patience. So I remember like leveling up my starter Pokemon. And then, like, getting no other Pokemon. And then finally getting to a point where that didn't work. And then I had to, like, start the game over. Very, uh, I mean, trial by fire for you as a kid. (laughs) Just getting into this. And there's, I mean, like, while Pokemon is a very good introductory RPG, I think it's not a good introductory video game. And there's a lot of, I think, systems and just, like, basic video game, like, um... Uh, almost like a language and 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 things you would know. I'm not articulating myself well, but there's a lot that you maybe would have learned playing really any other game that could have prepared right. you for this. Right? Yeah, because they'll they will you'll like talk to a random person in town and they'll be like, "Man, like Whitney doesn't like fighting types or something." Like yes. they, they won't say it like that, but they'll just be like, "There's a lot of fighting types that could be useful," and I like. I wouldn't pick up on any of the hints or anything. Yes. You're like, what do you mean? My Pokemon are all fighting right now. Yeah, exactly. Gosh. uh, That's, this is our, I'm already just so enthused by this conversation. This is so much fun. Do you remember, like, if you don't remember who you started with, do you have a favorite of the three Johto starters? I 
first of all, I love these starters so much. They're like, aside from the original three, like my second favorite. Right um, there with you. And sometimes I see people talking about like the better starter like groups. And this one, and they, they shit talk this one a little bit. And I do. think it's it's a great gen. It's a, I do not understand the hate for it. It's like, I hate now <laughs> I feel like I'm so crotchety about the newer Pokemon games. But no, I'm me like, too. they're so like that fucking cat. What's Incineroar? Yes, he's just like a pro wrestler. Like it freaks me out. They're like human body guys yes. now mm-hmm. with 16 different types. It yes. drives me fucking crazy. These guys were just like they're like animals. They're cute. Yes. They become like a little bit ferocious, but still cute. It's simple. It's like yeah, they're the, they're the best. Um, I love them. Uh, sorry, but I got you a little sidetracked just asking, like, if you had a favorite or remembered who you may have oh, picked. Yeah. Um, I, re- I, as a kid, I think I always picked Chikorita. Oh, um, cool. Because I loved them on the show. Um, but the, I, I, then I played, I, I, I will, I'll replay like every couple of years because it's mm-hmm. just so nostalgic. But I would, like, Cyndaquil is my second favorite, I think. Nice. Um, but now I just like I download the last. I think I played it this again in college, and then I tried to play before we were talking because it was just a good excuse to play it again. Yeah. Um, and I like now I like go. I'm so technologically unsavvy, but I like download an emulator on my computer, yes. which takes me like half a day, and then I like plug in the cheat code so I can get all three starters. Cause oh, nice. <laughs> so I did that this time around, but my oh, emulator fun. kept crashing. Oh so, no! Dang. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's uh. I remember as a kid, um, I first started with Cyndaquil, and Cyndaquil is still my favorite from this gen. Uh, I have a real soft spot for Cyndaquil, but I like all three to where, like, when I would replay these games, like, I would. I remember the first time I used uh for Alligator or, or Totodile, I guess, and then now I like love Chikorita because I feel like Chikorita doesn't get enough love, so I always yeah. bounce b- between the three. Yeah, yeah. I I have no true favorite. Yeah. I do love how Cyndaquil's, he's like the sleepiest little guy. So cute. I was, uh, did you play um, Pokemon Legends Arceus? I did, yeah. I, I was so was... happy that Cyndaquil was available to start with. Yes, that was, that's honestly like a huge part of me buying the game. <laughs> because I don't love the like catching, like I don't like catching to level up Pokemon. Oh, sure. Just, I Yeah. Yeah. More traditional, like I want to battle. I'm like, that's what would, I, I like really get, I really insert myself in these games in a way, like, I think just because I grew up with them, but I'm like, it doesn't make sense that your Pokemon would gain experience from being caught. That you totally. Have to, that fighting gives experience. Yes. In a battle. Um, so going back a little bit to, you know, when you, when you, at least what you remember about first playing this game, obviously there was like a lot of, uh, of trial and error uh, when you were first playing it. But do you remember um, what like you ended up enjoying or what stood out to you about Crystal? Um, yeah, I think a lot of it I'm realizing now as I'm like as I go back and then like play the new games, I think I love how mean the rival is to you. <laughs> <laughs> Learning a lot about you, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Much like I fantasize about auditioning for my college improv team again, I think I'm really driven by like someone being like, "You can't do it." Yes, um, totally. And it's a really fucking mean rival. Yes, um, like a uh, a criminal, and and it's just yes. so mean. 
yeah, he starts out by like kidnapping a Pokemon, and um, yeah, I think and he, he just like he's you'll literally you'll, you'll just be walking and he's like, hey, loser, <laughs> and, and now the rivals are so nice. I like feel bad when I beat them. Yeah, um, I like I don't I have not play I played a little bit of Sword and Shield. Uh, did you play that one at all? Yeah, I played. I played that one. I I played about and again I'll, I'm probably gonna sound crotchety as well just as like an old school Pokemon fan, but I that was the first Pokemon mainline game that I had started that I didn't finish because honestly I just didn't care. I played yeah. I got like maybe five gyms in and was just like I don't like this anymore and um but I'll still go back and play old ones and but that's been something I've heard about even like the newer. I think I want to say Scarlet and Violet as well. It's like your rival is just so nice. It, and it kind of like I think it's a thing in the whole game is just so much easier like you were talking yeah. about. Yeah, you like don't have to like like in because I played a little bit of Crystal like re- like this last week. But mm-hmm. like the first town you have to like walk with no running shoes like two towns over basically. Yes. And then like come back just to get like... I forget to, to deliver something back to the professor and it like sucks. It's lame. There's no, it's, it's like so slow. It takes forever. Yes. You can't even, but for some reason, the grind of those like old games really, I feel like makes you invested. And I don't know. Why. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but I also like, cause you were totally right. That part of the game is like unnecessarily long and, you're going through so much tall grass, but I also like in a sick way, like kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, me. Yeah, and the whole time this like red-haired maniacs telling <laughs> you that you can't do it. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I feel like it really. I guess maybe you're like feeling the arduousness of a journey more or something. Yeah. Um. Did you ever play uh, the remakes, uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver? Um. I played. That I played on an emulator, I think, in college. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, was... so they're, I mean, they're amazing, especially if you like Crystal, like it's fantastic. But, uh, there's like a tidbit. I should have just included this in the, in the, uh, fact me by your game segment later, but there's like more rival, uh, like cutscenes that like aren't in the original games where you, I think it strongly hints at he is like Giovanni's kid what yes like and it's like why he's a dick is because his dad's a dick and like is like like not around or off you know leading this criminal organization <laughs> he probably got him a chikorita because he was too busy on christmas <laughs> <laughs> hmm, seeing some similarities here very good uh yeah so there, that was like also really cool and uh and informative i thought too but yeah i love That's, the like, rival cool character development that they put in like yeah because the game it's so weird the games like have like a little bit more of that i feel like i'm realizing when i when i like replay them there's like little like but the tiniest hints where they're like if you're not looking for like this type of story like you can easily breeze through it but definitely there's Uh, cool little details did you now being someone who your first game was crystal do you remember at all um whether back then or a different playthrough like how you felt about going back to the second continent or the original continent, wow. Kanto, or did you were you like I don't give a shit? I, I'm curious. <laughs> I 
film as like a I, I think my first like the first couple of years I had it I probably didn't even get to that point but I sure. do remember I, but it was my first game so I think it was more of like my next games because I don't think all of them have it right so like I have um you mean like, like going back to the other part oh I think this is the um, well they, they might have little side like areas yeah. you can go to but like nothing like this so I think because it's my first game, I was like, this is normal. And then I'd get to the next game, I'd be like, where's the second half of this game? <laughs> that's and I'd so be funny. like really sad. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny because so many people's, including my reaction was like, there's a second part? I thought I was done and this is great. Uh, so yeah, it almost set you up for like higher expectations for the other games. That's so funny. Yeah, I thought I thought I was just like missing something the way I couldn't find Flash. I was like, where's yes. the ticket to the ferry? Totally. Gosh, that's hilarious. Um uh do you remember uh is there any context from your life that like sticks out from the time you would have been playing this broader specific? Like what would have been going on for I mean, you know you were young. Um so whether it was that time or a time you replayed it, I I'd love to hear about that. Um I remember I think like well I was like well when I was I'm trying to think about seven year old me but I I think I I remember being like um I I wanted to play video I was like such a tomboy so I was like always hanging out with boys Mm -hmm. and I remember being like this like this game, like a lot, like I, it was like a really, it was like a fun bonding thing for me. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And I remember like with my, my cousin who like now, like the other day we were like, dur- like at a Christmas party, we went into like Pokemon mode and we were like, what's the ideal party from every generation? And his like girlfriend, I think almost broke up with them. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Uh, yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> Um, but I, I think I, that's what I remember most about that, that time was like, I don't have any siblings. So he, yeah. he always like felt like the closest thing. Oh, that's to sweet. A sibling. Yeah. And we, we really, and I, I just thought he was the coolest person because I could be stuck at any point And like, then the next time I saw him, I'd like hand it to him and then he'd hand it back. Yes. And like, you yeah. can play your game again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I remember I loved that I could play a boy. Like, yeah that was really fun for like i that was like like that's such a yeah i don't know it was like cool that's but cool it's like to be so rigid in that but yeah like, like it's not like you have to play like a girl or like as a girl is that what you yeah. mean yeah yeah it that's it's so interesting too just because like uh i feel like because especially back then but still today characters in video games are primarily like men i feel like you that that feeling you had is something that i guess boys or men or whatever uh didn't have until games started having playable like female characters i'll hear a lot from people are like oh yeah like you never get to play like as like a a woman so like that's what i do in games um so just interesting that you had like the sort of the opposite of that that's cool yeah yeah and i still always i always pick the boy character that's just it, fun. It's but so I, funny. I Even it. Crystal being your first game had the option. You're like, nah, boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, though. I mean, I love this. I love the design, too, of this. Uh, I mean, I love the original uh, 
uh, protagonist, like the Ash style character. But this one was really cool. I think his hat's backwards too. Yeah, I loved him. I, I, I remember I would always like spend so long trying to figure out the perfect name too. Oh yes, uh, not just oh, yeah, because I I would always name so like my. Um, Back in the day when you could only have like four characters or like, you know, letters for your name, I would always go by cons, which to just shorten Connor. And so now cons is like my always my like gaming, like my gamer tag or something like that. Or my Twitch handles like cons is cool 69. So it's always something like that. But <laughs> do you remember what you would have named yourself or is that just too far gone? Um, It was I probably I had like uh, my initials were um ISE, but people would call me ice for like that period of oh really time. yeah so i was probably ice that's so such ice. a badass name ice. <laughs> uh, very cool um so when it comes to this uh i'm curious about this cousin like would you two continue to play games and like sort of have this uh dialogue together whether it's pokemon or anything else i yeah we played like call of duty um, mm. We were playing a lot of the the zombies, and yeah, we would play. We we would like he would come over and we would play online, and we would just we'd had the we had the headset. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> he had he had three brothers, so we would all like sit and just like we would take turns like harassing people with the <laughs> headset. Um, yeah, I think we a lot of times we'd be like our go-to would be like, what are you playing video games for? You sound 40. And we thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Calling people and, old. <laughs> yeah, and, here, and now we're all, like, we still play, and we're like, we're the old people we would yes. roast. That's, that's so funny. Uh, I mean, and that was, I did love that detail earlier, too, about how, like, um, you two will slip into Pokemon mode, and or did at least once. And, like, I don't know, I find that very relatable, thinking about, people in my life who I've had you know relationships with for so long and how but there are certain people whether it's a family member or friend where like you kind of can just pick up where you left off yeah Uh, and I love I don't know if you had anything else to say about that but I just like it I don't know something like warm and it feels really nice about being able to still connect with people on those levels that we used to yeah it feels really like it really just brings you back but it's funny too, because now we'll when we're, we'll talk about it, it's like super like, well, we got to get Politoed with the rain ability, like yes. we just get so like granular about it's like, which is also what's so cool about the games is like, like, at, at least the old ones, like I can play now and have like a complete like I have to breed my Pokemon so I have the perfect like. Yes. There's just so many different levels. There is there are. a game you relate to with people like that too, or is it? I mean, definitely like the. The original Pokemon games and this one too. Like I actually just had like my my best friend from childhood in town, and uh, that's who I like. We would each, especially with gold when Gold and Silver came out. Like he was like, okay, I'm gonna ask for gold for Christmas, and then I was like, okay, I'll ask for silver, so that <laughs> so you like can do those trades. A hundred percent. And I don't think I ever completed the Pokedex in Gen two, um, but like we still would like liked having the opposite version, so that we could sort of have that dialogue and we'll we'll slip into that i know that we i think you responded to an instagram story of mine because i was streaming backyard baseball but like oh yeah we could talk about him and i could talk about that game forever and like there were like little things that like we had played it for so many hours that we just like knew 
little things about how the game worked, but that they the game doesn't tell you. And then I discovered like this online community of of it recently where they actually know about the programming and all the stuff under the hood and seeing some of that stuff like confirmed or and like more we didn't know was like whoa really cool and i was like that's Shit. so cool i was like i didn't know anybody knew more about this game than me and turns out there's like thousands of people who do yeah i um, think that's i like had kind of forgot that's another game i would play really yes. early on with that, that same cousin and we oh cool yeah. but yeah it's weird it felt like such a small scale like even at that age it felt like 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 such a small scale game but I, so when you posted about it i was like i, I forgot about that and then to yes. hear there's like a community it's funny it's stuck in so many people's brains like that yes it's it's yeah i which because i always felt it, that that is sort of a game that like you can bring up and like a lot of people be like i had that on computer yeah, like, yeah. I, I remember i love that oh pablo sanchez he was so yeah, good exactly yes uh the so, characters were so good and there i i could sing the praises of that game forever but like the design the voice acting like the other little quirks like it's just gosh yeah I, what I'm, was pablo's quirk do you remember he was well, like the best one right he, yes he was a little uh kid who spoke only spanish but was like the best uh kid in the game his nickname was the secret weapon right. um and he's also the tiniest kid he's just like a little yeah. bowling ball he had a backwards hat too yes and um he but there's a fun uh thing you can do where i think if you hold like uh like like alt or option and you click because you could like go to the player cards and you could they would tell you about themselves if you would keep clicking them and if you hold like option and click him he goes he goes um actually i can speak english and uh but i just i don't remember what he says but he says a whole line and about how he can speak english but he like didn't want the other kids to know or something like that (laughs) um so funny uh but uh, i also yeah go for it not to get too far off track but i remember that there's like the two twin girls too right did they chew gum ashley and sydney yeah they were like preppy like tennis players actually oh okay Yes, but there were plenty of dumb kids <laughs> in that game. Oh, I said chew gum, but yeah, oh, no. chew gum. They they might chew gum. Sorry, uh, yeah. but they they the cool thing about them was if you put them on, they're like okay players, but if you put them on the same team, they get stat boosts, both of them. Okay, so then That's they become cool. like elite. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, when it comes to Pokemon Crystal, uh, is there anything else that? you haven't gotten to share whether it's like about the game specifically or you know yeah what playing with your cousin or that context that you'd like to share today um oh i do remember um oh i i remember like once i started like because i okay so coming from like watching the show i was like i'll just get whatever pokemon i want like obviously through our like power of friendship we'll beat people and i remember like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> having like the, a ferret that kept dying and like yes. me just not wanting to get rid of it but it was just so weak, weak. <laughs> um <laughs> but i also remember just wanting every like all my favorite pokemon you had to trade to evolve oh yeah i could like not get one of, like it was such a like do you i have like this little memory of like the craziest system you had to have with like wires that went between like game boys yeah the, the link cables yeah yeah yes 
Um, so I wanted one of those so badly, but it was like too hard to explain to the adults in your life. Like I need this so my virtual guy can like be a different virtual guy. Yes. Um, so I like never had like a, I remember I wanted a Gengar so bad, oh, but I couldn't get it. Dang. Uh, that stinks. Uh, but yeah, that was always like a roadblock. That's something that like when playing with emulators too, uh, can stink. Cause I'm like, Oh, if I want like a Gengar or like an Alakazam or like, I want to trade a, a Scyther with a metal coat or whatever. So it'll turn into Caesar. Yeah. You can't do it. I feel like I must've figured out a way to evolve them at one point with some cheat. Yeah. I forget. I probably just did like a encounter, but I, like, that's the thing now that I'll play, like I will like Google to the ends of the earth and figure out how I'm going to get a scissor. Like, yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I also remember like recently I like had a, I really wanted a hair across. Okay, cool. And I was like putting honey on trees for like <laughs> literally a week straight. I'd be like hanging out pe with people and I'd, I'd be like, I have to go home. I have to go check on my honey trees. Yes. <laughs> to get one to like appear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh another Gen 2 Pokemon hair cross. Um well, uh on our way out of this segment, um before we go and and, and do the you know, enter into the post show segments, um would you do me a favor and just sort of like put a bow on uh whatever place Crystal holds for you today? Yeah, um I think it's yeah, it's just so nostalgic and it's it's always going to be in my head the best pokemon game i mm -hmm. think and anything that like like i'll just become more and more crotchety as we get away from yes crystal which is my like perfect game awesome i think it's really it's like a, it, there's a sweetness to it too even though like it is a little meaner yeah I don't know. <laughs> it, there's like something very sweet about just having your like team of pets Totally. Like, it's coming of age, and I think that's really cool. I love that. Well, thank you so much for bringing it on and, you know, sharing about your, your time with it. That was really fun to hear from you. Um, uh, but I'll go ahead and lead us into the post-show segments, uh, the first of which is the Fact Me by Your Game segment where I'm just going to share a fun fact with you about, uh, about Pokemon Crystal. Um, I only have one that I've written down, but I'll share a bonus one, which is uh, – Pokemon Crystal, uh, which didn't happen before, uh, was the first Pokemon game where they would be animated. Um, and when I say that, I mean, like, when you run into them or, like, get in a battle, they would, like, move around just a little yeah. bit. Um, which they didn't, wasn't in gold and silver and huh. wouldn't be in the next generation. And people were like, why did that go away? Oh, it's not in the, they don't move in the next generation? I'm pretty sure they don't move in, um in uh what's it called uh ruby and sapphire i don't think they do that is crazy because it yeah. feels so easy especially if they, they did it on the them. color like could, yeah you should have been able to do it on the advance uh i'm pretty sure that they didn't do that but it was definitely the first um and uh the actual fact that i have uh, prepared for you today i have titled call me beat me if you want to battle me and uh, so the Japanese version of Pokemon Crystal had far more new features um, that uh, in that compared to the U.S. version, all related to a mobile phone related linking technology usable through 
what was called the Mobile System GB, uh, which is uh, which was the this like mobile Game Boy adapter. Um, this device was something that you would plug into your Game Boy Color, and then the other end of it you would plug into a cell phone, and it essentially allowed you to connect to other people playing the game uh, in Japan, which Whoa. like. I, that would have been amazing to have over here. Yeah. Wait, that was the that was the Japanese version? Yes. Like, you had to buy, like, another peripheral. So for you, it would have been, like, buying more link cables. But, um, yeah, so people could essentially – you could go on and trade with friends. You could battle. Uh, you could also just, like, watch people battle like each other online. Um, uh, this wasn't the only game that used this uh, – the, the mobile system GB – um, there were a handful of Japanese titles that had features available using the adapter, but it was uh, never released to other regions, and then the network for the system was shut down in 2002, so like two years afterwards. Oh, weird. I yeah. why they shut it down. I'm sure that like they were just like, ah, we're, no one's using this, or, or yeah. it had such a small audience. Um, but anyway, just a super now cool thing that I wish would have been here. Like... Because there is a little bit of that, like, obviously, you can just go on. But I think now you can go and, like, battle people, right? But that would be crazy at the time. Oh, yeah. Like, now, yeah, it's very, you know, we're just used to it now, but it would have been really cool back in the day. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, that's it for the uh, Factory by Your Game segment, and I'll lead us into the final one, the game recommendations. Now, uh, Isabella, I am going to treat uh, uh, Pokemon Crystal as it to, as a tie to the movie call me by your name it's i'm forcing this in uh i'm treating pokemon crystal like your passionate summer love that you met in <laughs> italy um but like the movie um it's not going to last forever so i'm going to try to you know set you up with a few other different potential flings that all have something in common with crystal to hopefully you know get you over this heartbreak okay um, great yeah so i'm really helping you out here <laughs> um <laughs> I've if got Pokemon uh, Crystal ever becomes a cannibal. I'll know yeah, what to do. Then we're in trouble. <laughs> um, anyway, here I've got three prepared for you today. Uh, the first of which is if you need another uh, another iconic, formerly uh, a, another iconic game JRPG that was formerly only on mobile uh, on a mobile device was on the uh, PlayStation Vita. I'll recommend to you Persona Four Golden, which I had this prepared before the show. Had no idea you'd been playing Persona Five. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I guess I've already moved on from Crystal. <laughs> I found a new lover. Yes, I think so. I think you figured it out yourself. But uh, yeah, Persona Four Golden was formerly a uh, so the PlayStation Vita it was like PlayStation's second handheld that they had, and this was an exclusive game uh, for that system. Uh, and uh, but sounds like you already liked the Persona series, so. Feel good about it, that right? It is like a very fucked up Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Uh, the second recommendation for you is if you need another great follow-up to an iconic game, just like how uh, you know Crystal is a is and and that generation is a great follow-up to the original. Um, but like Crystal, you want that game to return to the first area. Um, that was. I'm, this is a real stretch here. I'm really stretching this. Uh, I'm going to recommend to you Metal Gear Solid 4, uh, which is the fourth Metal Gear Solid game, if the number wasn't obvious. And there's a section in that game, spoiler alert, 
And truly, if you plan on playing Metal Gear, I don't really issue spoilers on the show because who gives a shit. But uh, if you don't want to listen uh, a spoiler for this game, this is your chance to pause the podcast. But in that game, you return to the original area where you play through the whole first game. It's called Shadow Moses. Um, so if like going back to Kanto was what you loved about the first about Crystal, which as we learned. It, you had never been there before, but you did love it. Uh, then Metal Gear Solid 4 does something similar. Finally, um, I won't be disappointed at the end of the game. <clears throat> yes, just uh, pretend it's Pokemon. Um, and lastly, is if you also want the third version of a great Game Boy Color RPG, how Crystal was the third version to Gold and Silver, I'll recommend to you the unreleased Legend of Zelda Oracle game uh which so i'm basically recommending to you a game that never came out <laughs> yeah my, my one of my stupidest recommendations <laughs> yes yeah um this game was so uh do you know about the uh you ever play a zelda game at all by the way yeah yeah gotcha that was wind waker was one that i used to love to watch because i couldn't get it but there's your gamecube love yeah so um the oracle the zelda oracle games were game boy color exclusives and they kind of did the Pokemon thing where they released two different, completely different games. So actually way different than, I mean, Pokemon's essentially the same game as it, themselves, just with exclusive version exclusives. Um, these games were totally different adventures, but if you combine the two of them, or like you get like a code from the end of each game, you could do like a final boss or a final dungeon of something or something like that. Um, but originally there was a plan for there to be a third version uh something what is it called like i'm looking for it right now the title it was like something about like something to do with seeds oh wait hold on i'm I'm finally got to my page oh it was it was supposed to be called like the mystical seed of power was the translation of uh from 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 japan but the game never came out so i'm recommending to you a game that's (laughs) never been released and you can never play oh god i'm gonna have to go really hard on this emulator now (laughs) You're going to have to create your own game. Yeah. Um, so I'll go ahead and wrap up the, with the recommendations. Uh, and th- they were, of course, Persona 4 Golden, Metal Gear Solid 4, and the unreleased Legend of Zelda Oracle game. Um, that'll do it for the recommendations. And that'll actually bring us to the end of the show. So uh, before we go uh, and plug whatever we'd like to, uh, thank you so much again for joining me and, and bringing on Crystal. This is so much fun to hang in, hang out and get to know you a little better. Yeah, no, this was super fun. It was like, yeah, I didn't realize how many memories I had around the game. It was fun to think about. Oh, I'm so glad. Uh, yeah, it's like the fun for me too is to like have people sort of like unlock those on the podcasts. Uh, it's a blast. But yeah, I know we did a little plugging up top of like some stuff you're involved in and, and stuff to promote, but um, feel free to do that again if you'd like. Um, yeah, uh, my... Two Prob Wednesday show. You can follow us on Instagram. We'll post about shows. Um, I'm at We Improv a lot with my teams Shag and PB and J. Um, <laughs> and I'm at We Just with a team Toretto. Killer. And those I love are half it. of my teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other half, you'll just have to be in the scene to find out. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be sure to put links to the show notes, at least to um, uh, to the Two Prop Wednesday account for sure. Perfect. Um, but yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, close this out with some plugs of my own. Um, the show art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and his other great work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J A Y. 
This show is produced and edited by Jeremy Schmidt. Uh, if you want to give him a tip of your cap, a thank you for helping on this show, you can check out his podcast, Video Games, a Comedy Show, uh, more of a roundtable-style group podcast, also on this network uh, that's video games and uh, comedy-focused. Uh, you can follow me on social media at uh, Connor underscore McCabe on Twitter and Instagram. I'm also on uh, Blue Sky, just like the podcast, also Elite. Uh, I'm just Connor McCabe. Uh, on that. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitch where I haven't been streaming that much. Been a little busy, but I'm at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. And then lastly, you can check us out on Patreon. Uh, uh, like I said earlier, we're going through our Sonic Adventure Games Club series right now on Fridays for all the uh, people who subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier. And if you're interested in signing up for a Patreon and subscribing uh, at that tier, you get three bonus podcasts a week. So essentially 12 bonus podcasts a month um, for uh, for 10 bucks. So it's literally less than a dollar for each podcast. And if you like me, I think you're going to love what you find there, including uh, I do a, a version of this show uh, called the Call Me By Your Game co-op series. It comes out uh, a Tuesday uh, once a month. And um, we just covered Star Wars Jedi Survivor and soon uh, we're going to be uh, covering Grim Fandango, an old great point and click adventure. But that'll do it for the plugs, and that'll bring us to the end of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one.